girls. <laughs> Keep ah, this in. Keep this going. in. Right, guys. This is episode seven. Just going to explain that. We had a few no. complaints about language last <laughs> don't, week. Don't, no, don't yeah, do that. No, no. Don't we had a few complaints about language last week. So I've just said, ladies and gentlemen, and Grant has just called you all the C word. Welcome to Lower League Look, episode seven. Um, straight into it, guys, because we're recording this quite late, because one of the three people here is very inconsiderate, and it's not me, and it's not someone from Scotland. Um, so we're starting this late. Who is it? Guys, it's, which is definitely you. Um League Two this week, I mean, I know you've seen the notes. Nothing major has really happened. Um, it's not been a big week in terms of events, but the next seven days is massive. So before we jump into League Two, um, and because of the night we're recording, anyone who's watching this is Thursday night. Um, currently, Everton are drawing nil-nil with Boreham Wood. And I want to touch on Boreham Wood because they are in the league below. However, do. I'd love to. However... Something I noticed earlier today was that Boreham would currently sit fourth with three games in hand on top of the league and they're already eight points behind. With the amount of money that's been put in at that league below, mm. can you imagine if Boreham would join us next season and it's not Stockport, Chesterfield or Exeter? And you know the other thing is, I tell you what the other thing is as well, is they sold their main striker in the summer to Chesterfield, Chimanga. So, did you, you know he break his leg last week? Yeah, yeah, he's the lad that broke his leg last um, the other week. And I genuinely think he's one of the best players in the league. Um, he could walk into League Two, into any team, and probably still finish the season as the top goal scorer. Um, I don't know why he decided to to stick about in the National League for another season. Well, I think we know. I think we know why. I mean, I'm not saying that. But uh, well, no, Chesterfield have obviously got you know. The, there's a lot of money thrown around in National League. We've talked about it before. We have talked about it quite a few times before. You know, some of the players that are going down there. You know, have obviously got Mullin, who's at Wrexham. Um, so it doesn't surprise me. That side of it does not surprise me whatsoever. So obviously Chesterfield have given him quite a bit of money. I just I get what you're saying as well. You would have expected that he would have been a League Two probably a league one player you know mm. uh, with, with how well he did at Boreham Wood he's always been on the radar uh, probably the last two seasons I think uh, I've known about him for the last three years at least um, but obviously Chesterfield threw the money at him and he's gone there but this is why I think it's more amazing what they're doing Boreham Wood is the fact that they have lost him you know he has he scored something like I want to say I, I might be wrong here. Someone could quickly check. I think he's he got seventeen goals this season. Obviously he's broke his leg, um, but I, I've got a feeling he's got about seventeen goals this season for Chesterfield. Um, he's twenty four. Bloody hell! Do you know what I mean? And he's going to be out all this season. And I'm guessing season. That, yeah, that'll include some some cup games. I'm guessing, but yeah, tw- twenty four this season. It seems to be um, phenomenal. Um, and what with two and a half months of the season left. Yeah. Um, the thing is, you look at that for what he's done in the previous seasons. So he got 24 with Oxford in the National South. Then he got 19 with Boreham Then he got 19 with Boreham again. And then in almost just over half a season, you're talking 24. In, in, in 27 games. games. <laughs> it's mental. Mental. But I tell you, you see the thing about Boreham Wood, what some people might not know is everyone talks about there being money in the National League. Do you know where Boreham money comes from? No. Arsenal. Really? So Arsenal ladies team, correct me if I'm wrong on this, you can fact check it. I think play at Boreham Wood. So they get rent from Arsenal. So a lot of Boreham uh, yeah. is funded by Arsenal. Yeah, they host the Arsenal women and Arsenal youth teams. Hmm? Wow. Um, interesting. Really yeah, interesting. Uh, I thought you were going to say like trafficking children or something when you said, do you know where their money comes from? I thought, oh, we're not. No, I'm, no, not, no, edit- no. I'm not editing we're something not. else out again. We ain't doing um, no, no. <laughs> We're not going down that route. But yeah, they, they do have money that a lot of people might not know about and where it comes from. Mm. They would need to make renovations to their, their pitch again because they do play on an artificial pitch. Um, so yep. they would need to change that if they were coming up in the football league. But it's not hampered Sutton at all. It's not flying, I mean, Harrogate were playing, what was it? They're playing at Doncaster for the first two months of the season because um, obviously they're, they're pitch as well. So I don't think it's a massive big deal, to be honest. No. Um, yeah, I, 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 certainly not going to be a reason why they wouldn't go up, was it? So, no. no. And I think, I think that's, 
something for us to look out at um, to see where they're coming from or where, how they're going to end the season. You know, they've got this Everton game tonight. If, potentially, if they go out tonight, it'll help them focus on that. Um, if it's they a big windfall as well. It's a big windfall for them win. as well. Yeah, you know, and I think it's a hard league to get out of. We 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 know that we've had this this conversation. It's a horrible league to get out of. Mm-hmm. But for someone Worst. like Boreham Wood to be to be, you know, mathematically top of the league if they win the games in hand. It's I mean, yeah, I mean, we look at Sutton, we look at Sutton United last year. You know, no one expected Sutton United to go up last year. I don't care what anyone says. You know, especially even last season, there was a lot of money in the national league. Um, and, and obviously to see how well Sutton are doing this year, which we, again, we have touched on how well they are doing and they are, uh, was it Grant? Do, do I want to say that it was you played them recently and you said that they were one of the best teams that you've seen? A great, great team. Um, they're strong, they're powerful, they're fast. Uh, they're great to watch and they're such a hard team to play against. Yeah. And I think... I think we'll keep an eye on it. Let's keep an eye on that that situation below because we touched on it sort of week one, week two, and then we've been a bit quiet in terms of we've, we've mentioned teams, but we've never looked at where they are. Mm. Um, I think Boreham Wood is one that I mean Boreham Wood and Halifax both sort of Halifax have got two games on hand on the top of the league and they're ten points off. You know they could go within four points. It's, it's weird. It's a, it's a very tight league, but coming out the league two, the last seven days in League Two, um, pretty uneventful in terms of things that have gone on. However. Forest Green is something I wanted to touch on because we said, here's, here's something I've noticed. Every time we say something's done, we said Oldham were down and Oldham <laughs> did what they did. We said last week that Carlisle were, that were it. And they've won two games it last week. Um, we said Forest Green had this league wrapped up and look at what, look at Forest Green. Are we if the they, Jonas here? Because we are uh, notoriously crap at making predictions. Very crap. They haven't won in it's been the five games since they won. They won five games ago. Um, so yeah, um, Forest Green. We we said Forest Green had wrapped this league up a few weeks ago, and in the space of seven days. I mean, it's not just the space of seven days. Like I say, you go back, you go back to five games. They beat they beat Rochdale. Um, 8th of Feb, they beat Rochdale 2-1. They then drew one all with Sutton. They lost to Walsall. Uh, they lost to Crawley. And they drew last night with uh, with, with Newport. Oh, sorry, not last night. They drew on Tuesday with, with Newport. Were we a bit premature, do you think? Or do no, you think that they're still going to do this? No, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I kind of made a comment when Sean came on. I said that... I didn't feel the wheels were going to come off. I think it's fair to say that the wheels maybe are slowly falling off, but I think they're so far ahead. I still don't see a an issue with them going up. Um, yeah, they seem to have done enough so far for what they've done. They've built enough of a gap. I, I, I don't winning see... The league. I, for winning the league. I, I don't see Northampton or Tranmere challenging them. Tranmere are hitting their blip at the same time as well just now. They're not having a good time of it. The only two teams I can see potentially challenging them just now is Exeter and Mansfield. I'm glad you and I actually, you. I actually asked Sean about this. Was that he's he's concerned? I Mansfield, you've, well, Mansfield have got two games in hand on them. Also, mm-hmm. Mansfield still have to play Forest Green twice, so that's potentially twelve points that they can catch mm-hmm. on them. I and agree like, with you. I agree. What, what he you said was, Brad. "Nah, we're going to be all right." Mansfield have Exeter this weekend. Obviously, they can't both win it. Mansfield still have to play Forest Green twice. They still have to play, obviously, Exeter, Northampton, Sutton, and Port Vale. So Mansfield will still get a lot of really tough games to go. They they're have, the only two that I can see challenging. Have, I'm just looking. They're on. I mean, Mansfield are in seventh currently, and like you said, they're on 31, 31 games. They're on 53 points. Forest Green are on 33 games and 67 points. I, that, that's not... They're not going to catch... They're not going to catch Forest thing Green. is, if they win their two games in hand and they beat Forest Green twice, they're only two points behind. But you're, you're talking... I mean, you're talking... I, I think that... I get what you're saying, but I, I just don't think it's doable. I think it's too late. I think they've started their resurgence far too late. I think if they... Yeah, I mean, listen... 
you know, I've been a massive advocate for Mansfield over the last, well, ever when we've come to the, you know, with this podcast and I've said, listen, they're a great team. They are a fantastic team. They are, you know, the, the way they play are, you know, that they, they, for me, the best team that ever come to Valley Parade, but we'll talk about the later. I, I think they'll go up. I think they, I think they might finish second. In fact, I think they will finish second. I don't think they will win the league. I think, you know, we're still talking Forest Green are currently, even now, they're currently 10 points clear. Um, they're a very, very good football inside. I can't see anyone catching them. And they've had a little blip, and I get it. But you know what? I really, really do not see anybody catching them. They've got a game in hand on second as well. I mean, 10 points clear yeah. with a game in hand. So, yeah. it, I mean, I get I get where Grant's coming from. And if, 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 and it's a big if, but if Mansfield, you know, beat Forest Green twice and they win the games in hand, they are going to be two points behind. It's Forest Greens to lose rather than Mansfield to win at this stage. I think yeah. if it's going to happen, it's going to be Forest Green absolutely falling to pieces. Um, Do you know what it rem- to, to reminds me of? When we were 14 points clear years and years ago, and we absolutely shagged it at the last game of the season. And that would have been Hartlepool's one and only ever trophy. I'm sure we're 14 points clear, and then Martin Scott came in and absolutely fucked it. Sorry, I'm meant to be watching my language. <laughs> but it always so, reminds so. me of, I mean, I know we don't like what talking about the corporate league, and you know what I'm talking about, the corporate league. When Newcastle were so far ahead of Man United that year, I think I want to say it was 1995, 96. Yeah, I think it was 96. I would um, love it. And, and they fell apart. They completely apart. That was when you obviously had the Kevin Keegan, I'd love it comment, and they obviously fell apart. I guess, but that, I think it's about the um, at this point in time for Forest Green, it's about their. Um, Psychologically, how how they can perform now, it's not necessarily about the wins. It's about does the pressure get on top of them? If the pressure gets on top of them, they might be screwed. They might be screwed. It's a lot of pressure, isn't it? Because I think everyone in this league is looking at Forest Green to slip up now. Mm. No one's lo- no one's looking at the teams to catch them. They're looking at Forest Green to to, to fall to pieces. And you know, over the last well, like say five games, it, it slowly has. Um, how you know? Give it a couple of games. If they've not picked up a win in a couple of games, they've got a. I think. I think they will be starting to to maybe flap a little bit. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens. So, Grant, I'm going to come to you. We came to you about him last week, and I'm going to come back to you about him again because he's only gone and done it again. John Yems, Mister Interview himself, has received another another ban. So he gets comments. Can we, oh, he what, gets sent off. What was, what gets... Was, I'll be honest, guys. I don't actually know much about this. So what has what's been said? I don't know what's been said this time. All I know is that he was sent off for something that he said to the ref again. So there's me going right. Can't wait to see this interview because a John Yem's interview is great after he's had a mayor or he's been sent off. I mean, you just inject it into your veins and lap it up. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, but the poor lad at Crawley must have had it so thick from him that halfway through the interview, there's a massive cut in it, and it just okay, cuts like... to a different comment. So I think so, he's had to cut a load out. But so just, just today... For you, just for you, Grant, just for you, this ban isn't three games. for... The, it's not for what happened the other day. Is this, this, this is, this is the band? This is the band for your game. He's right. not yet been fined or banned for the weekend. <laughs> so, so he's had his ban for what happened at Hartlepool, where I think he what did he, did he call him? He called the call referee a clowns. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. it was so the clown got, comment that got him. It wasn't calling them um, unfit and overweight. Yeah, that wasn't mentioned. It was he was charged. He admitted to four charges of abusive and offensive language towards Brett Huxtable after being sent <laughs> off after the match ended. Fined two and a half grand, given a three match ban, um, and he's got to be back next week in court. So he's got he's got a, like he's literally got a valet just sat in the car park at the courthouse just waiting for his car. <laughs> Mr. Yem, pleasure to see you. Can I be slightly controversial here? And I know that we obviously talked about somebody that I don't really want to talk about this week. Um, 
<coughs> Barrow manager. Um, he's so passionate. And obviously the passion gets the best of him. You know, it's not that... I don't genuinely think that he is uh, a twat. I really don't think he is. I think it's just that he's so passionate about what he does. I mean, I imagine that, you know, he'd be great to be, you know, a manager of your club. Um, I just think that he's got that kind of... Is it fair to say? I mean, I'm probably abusing him here by saying this, but that non-league mentality as a manager, um, I really like him. I do. I think he's brilliant. Um, oh, cool. As long as he doesn't... Oh, go on, who falls? Just to, just to interrupt... We do have a goal in Everton Borehamwood. This is turning into like Soccer Saturday here. Yeah. yeah. Um... And we're going live. We're going live to Goodison Park. Where Grant it. Scott Johnson is waiting. What happened, Grant? Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, Solomon Rondon has scored in the 57th minute um, to put Everton 1 0 up against Borehamwood. And anyway. Everton have currently had 80% of the possession as well. <laughs> Continue. Sorry, we'll be back with you. live updates 24 hours after it's finished, guys. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, John, yeah, I, I like him. I, I do. Um, he's not... He says it as it is. You know what? As a fan, that you know, when we go, you know, after, after the game, we'll have a conversation with each other and we'll go, that referee was ridiculous. He was absolutely awful. John Yem just says it as it is. He goes, you know what? He was an absolute clown. And he just says it as it is. Do you know what? He doesn't even care that he's going to get a fine. As long as, like I say, as long as he isn't um, saying the things that he said, like, you know, with <clears throat> the Barrow manager. Um, I'm being very careful not to swear here, and I won't, because I think we said enough about that last week. But I like him. I just think that he's very passionate, and that's the kind of manager you want at a football club. Yeah, um, I mean, it reminds me of a, a, a former Bradford manager, but we won't get into that, Chris. Anyway, who also said it how it is. Moving on, on, moving on. We said it earlier, Carlisle. We wrote them off last week. We said yeah. Carlisle had literally sent themselves down by their actions, and they've gone on. Them. They've won twice in the last in the last seven days. They're now up to nineteenth in the league, <laughs> four point four places above the relegation. Um, dropped it's all a new manager bounce for it. them again, isn't it? They yeah, brought, it's yeah, Simpson they brought back in, and he, he's almost had yeah. the same sort of initial effect that Sheridan had at Oldham. Um, he's yeah. had that bounce with them, and that Flynn's having. Uh, it's Walsall. Walsall. Walsall, again, I mean, they had the, the, the blip last week. They were beat 5-0, was it, by Swindon? Yeah. yeah. They, they, but, I mean, Carlisle, like, obviously, Keith Millen, it just didn't work with him. There was there was a lot of outrage with their fans. I mentioned about last week, about David Holdsworth has gone. Paul Simpson, yeah, he's, he's a Carlisle man. And, um, again... We are so great. <laughs> are we not great at predictions? Everybody, yeah. you know what? We are the best. I'll tell you what, if we give you lottery numbers, do not pick those numbers. No. Chris, choose the not. deflection in the Walsall bet there. No, I'm coming back to it. Grant, what happened? What was your result against Walsall, by the way? Um, um, we could beat 3 1. 3 1. Moving on. Um, all the still Vogel grinding again, though. You can see the three, mate. It's yeah. irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> um, Grant, you, you were down this weekend. Obviously, we're going to touch later on on Mansfield, but you know, we'll yeah, we'll we'll get on that actually. But Oldham still drawing, grinding out results, still unbeaten, um, back in the relegation places. But I wouldn't say they deserve to be in the relegation places. They 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 do look like, and I still think that they'll stay up. And I still think Chris will have to buy this Sheridan shirt. But a team happy, I want to touch happy on. Happy to, happy to. Can I just say? Don't you worry. I've got, I've got it. I've got it on back order. Just ready to go. Oh, um, to. A team I want to touch on because we. Do you know what? I'm kind. I'm gonna. This is the test. Let's find out if we are the the little jinx of it because we've talk, we've said that Scunthorpe are, are done, but we've never gone into what they they they've they've been like this season. And I think that. Do you think that's it for Scunthorpe? Do you think Scunny are down? Do you? I mean, they are. What are we talking? Eight points. Behind Oldham, um, and they've Oldham have got two games in hand on them. Surely that is it. Categorically down. 
We also said that about Oldham in podcast one, Grant. No, no, Scunny are um, categorically down. Everyone above them has games in hand. As you said, they're eight points behind. There's, they've conceded 59 this season. For me, there is no coming back for Scunny, and they will finish rock bottom of this table. And there's not much news coming out of Scunny, Scunny either. For, for a team that are down there, there's not news really. I mean, you go back through Scunthorpe's news, it's it's just results. They, you know, Pew out for the season on the 17th of February. Then I mean, it's just results, results back to the January transfer window. They're going out without a whimper, aren't they? They're not. There's no noise coming from it. They're not sacking the manager. They're not. They're not trying to bring in some, let's say, some free market out of contract player that maybe might be able to do. They just seem to be accepting it. And I it mean, must be dismal as sports gone thought just now. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, in general. But it's interesting because you mentioned about you know they're not sacking their manager. They've got Keith Hill. You know, who obviously did um, a great job at Rochdale, didn't do great at Bolton, was sacked very harshly at Tranmere last season when they were in the playoffs, which was bizarre. Obviously, obviously something else had gone on at the club there. But I don't believe that they sacked him for that reason. Um, and he's not doing it. But I mean, I think for me as well, the one thing that I find the most bizarre of the whole thing of, of with Scunthorpe is when they let Ryan Loft, who was their top goal scorer, go, um, I think it was January that they they sold him to Bristol Rovers. Why that? You know, why the hell would they do that? I mean, they sold him on the. I'm just looking now, the fourth of January. So the, you know, the, the transfer windows only just opened up. They sell their best player to Bristol Rovers. That is, and they were they were obviously down in that position. Why the hell? So obviously they've got a lot of issues going on financially. Um. And I, I do feel for Scunny. I, I, I've got a lot of time for Scunny. I do. Like well, most teams in this league, I do. I do. <laughs> you, can, you grow quite fond of the league when you've been here for a while. But, <laughs> but for me, yeah, you're right. They uh, Obviously, they, they sold him to, to, to Bristol Rovers, but they replaced him with three players. Um, uh, maybe that's Hall, why. Maybe that's why. Maybe, they, maybe yeah. that's why they did that. You've sometimes got to bite that bullet, haven't you? Get rid of one to bring in two or three more if, you, if you're short all over the pitch. But True. Um, for, for me, Ryan Delaney, they signed Ryan Delaney. He's on he's on loan uh, from, from Morecambe, but that's a cracking signing. Mm, I for, agree. For, for any team in this league, I think that's a great signing, but he's, he's signed for bottom of the league and they are getting, they're just basically laying down. But I w- want to look around them because we've we've looked around them, but one team that we never touched on, um, and they seem to have sort of slipped under the radar, is Stevenage. And granted, mm. it was you that brought my attention to it. You mentioned it the other oh. day. Um, you mentioned Stevenage in terms of them getting dragged into it. They've, they've played thirty-four as well, same as Scunny. They, you know, Oldham have got two games on them. They're two points behind. Barrow have got a game on them. They're one point behind. Stevenage are in some. Big big trouble. They've they've I mean they've drawn two and won uh, lost three of the last five. What? Here's my thing. I don't want to say they're in trouble because every time I say they're in trouble, I want all of them to stay up. And every time we say that someone's in trouble, they pull away. So right now, all of them are in trouble, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> all of them are in trouble. All of them, you are going down this season. Prove me wrong because I know you will. Done. <laughs> This is, this, is week, the, this is the thing, right? So the relegation battle is so, so tight this season. I, I think, yeah, we've written, I've written Scunthorpe off. I couldn't tell you who's going to go down with them. Stevenage have got a really tough run coming up. I think they've got a six-pointer coming up this weekend. They've got Orient this weekend. But then look at the run that they've got coming up. They've got Newport, Northampton, Mansfield, Exeter. And then they've got more possible six-pointers in Oldham and Stevenage and Rochdale. What, Stevenage are playing Stevenage, did you say? Stevenage, no, they're playing... Um, <laughs> that's <the> Stevenage, <laughs> they're playing Oldham, Colchester. He, de- he definitely Oldham. said Stevenage are yeah, playing Stevenage. You, you, playing Stevenage. Um, you but, said uh, Oldham, Stevenage and Rochdale. <laughs> Oldham, 
Colchester. <laughs> They've got a tough old run coming up, especially yeah. with the next four games. But I mean, I mean, I want to, I want to touch back on last season with Stevenage because they were almost in the playoffs last season. They were. I remember we played them away from home, and they looked a good team. They looked a really good team. Is it? Oh, what's the player called that plays for Stevenage that everyone goes on about? Um, you just double check the, the the striker. But while we're talking about that, they Alex Ravel came in. Is it Luke Norris? Ma- no, no. Or Elliot, no. Elliot List. Elliot List. Elliot List is the one. He's he's going to go to somewhere else. He's a good good footballer, really good footballer. Um, <clears throat> but these um, they they like I said, they were they were nearly in the playoffs last season. They played some good good football. And it just seems to have just fallen apart again this season. They Alex Ravel was in charge. Um, I hope Sean doesn't mind me mentioning this. I think he might have mentioned it a little bit in the podcast. I can't remember if it was that or when we, we talked to him personally. But he was saying about the, you know, when they're Forest Green players, that when he scored against Stevenage, he was kind of celebrating because of the, the treatment that he'd had at Stevenage. Alex Ravel was then sacked and then they brought in Paul Tisdale. And obviously with Paul Tisdale, you kind of think, you know, things things are going to change. I mean, apart from the fact that he looks pretty cool on the touchline, um, you'd expect that there's something else, but already their fans are getting a bit frustrated with Tisdale as well and, and, and the way that he's playing football. I just don't understand how they've dropped so much from where they were last season. Do you think they put all their eggs in one basket last season? Do you think they risked it all to go up and this season they're having to, 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 to pull back on wages and whatnot do you think that there's a that's an issue do you think that that's where last season was it for them they had to go up last year um no i don't i think that they i think that they were above their expectations last season i think but i I do i think they were i think they were but what i mean by by that is i think do you think they got to that excitement level where they thought it was possible to do they pushed for it it didn't work and now they're feeling the effects of that. No, Do you know I really it's don't. a hangover from last season. Well, there's got to be something, hasn't there? There's something's got to be fundamentally well, the, wrong. I mean, there's, the there's there's obviously something going on at the club. There's 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 you know, it's just odd, isn't it? It's yeah, very, that's just very it. Odd, it's just, I just don't know what it is. And this is where I'd usually do my outcry, and I go, "We need to get a Stevenage fan on, or we need to get this fan on." But I genuinely would love to get. Stephen is fan on to talk about this because I don't. So you've not done. A, you've not done an outcry this time. You've done a please. I genuinely. Yeah. I want. I yeah, want, yeah. That's we just true, want yeah. to speak to people, guys. So I don't have to we listen do, to this boring do. fucker. So you don't have to just listen <laughs> to us all the time talking about teams <laughs> that we don't know much. Of, well, we do. We we do we, a little we, bit of research, we, but we just need to. You know, I love having other fans on and talking, yeah. and it's you know it's been great. So anyone or any teams in League Two. Please get in touch. We'd love to talk to you. Back on teams in League Two. Let's move away from the bottom because the bottom is... I mean, I get depressed talking about the bottom of the league and my team's not in it. Um, So let's talk about the top and see if I can feel a little bit better or sort of teams going for the top. Let's move on. One team we've not touched on this season, and Chris, you mentioned it to me on on message. We've let Bristol Rovers slip under the radar and they've become a dark horse for us because the thing with Bristol Rovers is... They can either batter anybody that's put in front of them. Goal! Sorry. Yeah, we're going back to the Goodison, ladies and gentlemen. What's happening? Grant Scott Johnson's joined us live. If it's 2-0, you can shut up. 71st minute and Rich Allison has oh, He's got an own goal. He's got an own goal. Let's say that. It. Well done, Boreham Wood. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Language. <laughs> Yeah, but here's the thing. I have the edit button, so it's fine by me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we well, can right. cut these, but that. Grant, I thought Boreham oh, had yeah, scored then. Scored? No. In Everton. So. Bristol Rovers. Yeah. 
There's been an edit um, there, guys. All we tell you is a, anyone who wants to know. Yeah, there's been an edit. Grant. Yeah. In fact, there's no. I'm not. Oh, do you know? What? I'm not even going to edit it. Be right. It can stay in. I'll bleep. I will bleep. I will bleep. But I'm not editing. Okay. They can see what just went on there. What a shambles. Now you can see when people moan about how it's not as polished as other podcasts, you can see the crap I have to deal with week in, week out. Last week, one of them made a joke about something they really shouldn't have. Um... <laughs> anyway, carry on, carry on. <laughs> Bristol Rovers. Yes. They've slipped on at radar. They can either yes. smash teams or they just lie down. And, and, and But the thing with Bristol Rovers is, at the minute... Oh, no goal! It's been ruled out for VAR! <laughs> yes, Borum Woody! Come on, Borum Woody! It's as good as a goal at the other end! Um, Was it? I didn't see it! <laughs> yeah. Hasn't it? I don't know, Jeff. I don't know, Jeff. Um, so, but, uh, Bristol Rovers... I've forgotten where I'm going with this. No, Bristol Rovers, the one thing about them, and it's something that if you look back over their results, you'll see... They don't concede many goals. Nah. It's, it's you know, Barrow. They beat Barrow 1-0. They, they conceded one against Exeter, drew one all. Two, they put two past Lytton Orient, didn't concede. Four past Stevenage, didn't concede. Two past Sutton, didn't concede. Drew 0-0 with Mansfield, which I think at the minute, given Mansfield, that's as good as you can hope for. That's... Well, they drew they drew one all with Sutton, by the way. Can I just say, you were wrong yeah, there. They, and, no, they, they, they also beat them 2-0, mate. In silence yes, they did. Yes, yes, they did. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting them in order. Mate, I was getting at that. Um, and then they, they obviously they lost to Oldham when uh, Sheridan came back, which you know shares erection and, and whatnot. Um, Bristol Rovers have slipped under the radar. I mean, you look at the table now; they currently sit ninth, two places outside the uh, the, the playoffs. To be fair. Most of the teams in the playoffs are either on level or, or teams above them are either on level or have got games in hand on them. So it's an outside chance, but they're on a cracking run. They're on a great run. They are on a great run. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Joey Barton is kind of the way that he's talking at the moment. He said, nobody wants to play Bristol Rovers at the minute. I'll be absolutely honest for the first time probably ever that I agree with Joey Barton. Um, they're, they're, they're looking like a, a team that understand each other. I mean, I'm looking at like kind of like who's been the goal scorers for them. They've got Aaron Collins, who's got 10 goals this season. They've got Anthony Evans, who's got nine. And other than that, I mean, you'd expect, you know, a team like that, they're going to have someone who's got about, you know, 15 goals maybe already. Maybe that's a little bit, maybe a bit harsh. But from looking at like uh, who scored all the goals for them, it kind of is, you know, all over the pitch. So obviously they, you know, they're, they're a team who... Yeah, the you know the, the you know the goals don't just come from the strikers. They're they're a full team that you know a complete team, I guess. Um, and I think that finally they you know the fans have probably seen a team that that look very dangerous. And is it worth saying as good as um, Mansfield? I think what you just touched on there about the you'd expect them to have a 15-goal-a-season man at this point. And you're right, usually you would. But they've got 17 different goal scorers this season. Mm. This is what I mean. This is what I mean. Can, can you imagine having seven, let alone 17, players? Um, obviously, they've loaned out Brett Pittman now. Brett Pittman's gone to Eastleigh, hasn't he? But And he's joint fifth. Um, as far as goal scorers, he's, he's only scored four goals, isn't he? But he's he's a player that you know in, in years gone by up until recently, he would have been that man you'd have been looking at for that 10 15 goals at this stage. But then, like you say, they've got Collins, they've got Evans, 10 goals, nine goals. If you've got two players that are touching double double figures on goals, you don't really need more. They've got 15 other players that have also chipped in at least a goal. Thing is, imagine if they had your 20 goal a season striker in there. And it's, I think they could, if they had that, if they get that in the summer, could they potentially be a real team to watch next season um, to be looking at potential automatics and definite playoffs for next season? Um, I think Bristol Rovers are going to be one of the teams to watch with the squad that Joey Barton's building. Yeah, I think they'd be disappointed not to. Um, if they don't... Yeah. 
they might not make the playoffs this season. Um, if they don't make the playoffs, if they don't go up this season, automatic has got to be a minimum for them next year. Um, and I think I think the good thing about it is Joey Barton this season has again. And I've said this a couple of times tonight about different things. Joey Barton's managed to slip under the radar himself because, and I think he's learned. I think he's matured mm-hmm. as a manager. You look at his time at Accrington. He was so out every week. He was a John Yemmes, wasn't he? Fleetwood. <laughs> Fleetwood. Oh, sorry, Fleetwood, not Accrington. Where did they get Accrington from? I, I have no idea. Do they? John Coleman. Exactly. <laughs> no, I don't know where Accrington came from. I'm thinking, thing is, red red kits. That might be it, possibly. Maybe. Maybe. You know, in that direction from where I live. Yeah. Right. I bet he cuts <laughs> this out as well. By the way, guys. No, <laughs> I won't cut out. I didn't want to cut out last week's. Um. <laughs> By the way, you can subscribe to our OnlyFans if you want to see what went on last week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> might as well make some money out of it before we get arrested. No, I'm joking. Uh, no, that's not true. Um, so Bristol Rovers, yeah, t- team to watch, especially for next season. But mm-hmm. Joey Barton, and I remember we, when we played Bristol Rovers at home this season, I remember speaking to you afterwards, Grant, because obviously I was down pitch side. And I remember in our group chat, someone saying to me, oh, what was Joey Barton like? And I was like, Joey Barton? That was, got me phone out. I was like, where's Joey Barton at Bristol Rovers? Like, he's the manager. I shook his hand. Yeah. Shook his hand, didn't even know it were him. Chew, did we like, draw, did we drew two all with him? Did they get a last yes. minute equaliser through Brett Pittman? Oh, was it through Brett Pittman? I don't know if it was through Brett Pittman, but I, I yeah, we drew, we drew with them. Um, I'll go back. Do you know what? I'll find it. He definitely <laughs> seems to. Barton definitely seems to be settling in to management in this league, um, I think. And I think he'll probably, I think he'll be one of these players who will go down as being a very successful lower league manager. And I I think he will stay at this sort of level and will find success moving from a few clubs to a few clubs. Yeah, and I think that because this is a football podcast, I don't want to talk about stuff that's gone on with him and you know we're talking about him as i'm not i'm not saying that you have done but i just want to say like you know you know he, he seems to I, I thought he did a really good job at fleetwood um and I'm they've seemed good. to have gone off the boil since he left he's obviously i mean he'd love to he, you know he probably love this he'd probably have a you know he's obviously a very clever guy he is um and he knows football. He knows how to play gritty football and how to grind out results. He does. He does. He absolutely does. Do you think, though? So, given his history, I mean, we we we'd be stupid to pretend that Joey Barton doesn't have an ego. Mm. He has an ego. But so do most um, managers. So do so most, do most managers. But when we're talking about him being, you know, finding his feet, settling into management, and becoming a, a, a good lower league manager, do you think that he'll settle for that? Because I, I don't. I think that chance comes for him to go higher. He'll he'll dive at that opportunity. I think he I, will always no. believe that he can be better than, than this league. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Um, And I think Bristol Rover fans are going to love this, but they are a big team. I mean, they are a big club. They are a big club. Obviously, they're overshadowed by their neighbours, uh, but Bristol Rovers are a big club. And I think that it's very similar to what's going on with Mark Hughes at Bradford City, that he's come here because he knows, well, he thinks that Bradford City are a big club. It was about 43 minutes into the podcast, (laughs) roughly. Hey, we've done well, so sure. (laughs) What do you mean, we? What do you mean, we? I ain't done no. (laughs) But we're touching on it anyway, but yeah. We're coming on to it next. But I do think that he will stay there for a little while. I really do. I think he probably... Do you know what? I'll, I'll even say this. I think with the job that he was doing at Fleetwood, uh, again, obviously because of what his personal issues or the things that had gone on, he got sacked from there. He was doing a great job at Fleetwood. Mm. So Didn't he, did he get in a fight with, a, with, with another... Anyway, yeah, manager. whatever. But we're not talking <laughs> about that. I don't... We're not doing that. We're not doing that. It's just Joey Barton doing Joey Barton Joey things. Barton yeah, I mean, we're not... I mean, bloody hell, we're used to it, aren't we? It's, it's just boring. Yeah, it's it, yeah, and it's that thing of if you give it the light of day too much, they keep doing it. 
doing it. So yeah. let's move down then. Let's go on. And Chris, you touched on it. But it's a good thing, right? And this is the first time we're going to be able to do this properly. Obviously, we, we touched on Bradford Hartlepool earlier this season because we were all there. But that was six well, three months after the game. We were all at Bradford Mansfield on Indeed, Saturday. Yeah. Grant came down and joined us. And we it was, Grant obviously had a neutral view. First, before we go into it, I want to I want to touch on on one thing, and I know that you, you know it's coming. It's the it was the Ukraine thing on the thirty minutes. It was publicised. I didn't know until quite well within about twenty four hours before after watching Sky News that Bradford has the most Ukrainian people in the UK. We are the Ukrainian capital in the UK. Um, so thirty minutes into the game, everyone and I I mean everyone. Mansfield fans, Bradford fans, management, substitutes, everyone was up, clapping, chanting along for Ukraine, holding up signs, flags came out of nowhere, Ukraine flags and things like that. And it, I mean, Grant, you were there. My missus was brilliant. She was crying, wasn't she? Yeah, she was in tears. Like, just, it, it, it just, like, Mansfield fans, obviously, rivalry aside, because there was, there always is rivalry in football, but that's, just it was awesome to see. It, it genuinely, it was like it was a special, tingling. special moment in the game. I, I think everyone coming together, and again, that's one of the things I love about football is everyone can put everything aside, the game aside, and mm. all just look to support and celebrate one thing. Yeah, and I, and I, and I've literally two minutes ago mentioned about Joe Barton, and I said this is a football podcast, but you know what? What's going on in Ukraine is disgusting, and yeah, do you know what? Do you know what? I, I want to support Ukraine. I don't know what we can do, but do you know what? We we you know what? We are all behind Ukraine. We support you. We can't do much. I can't do much, but I tell you what, I will tell you that I think of you guys um a lot and we all support you and we just hope that this atrocity ends as soon as possible because it has to. And we need to support Ukraine in any way we can. And I think that's what we'll do. The, the good thing about this is, and you know, we won't stay on it for too long because we, we, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a nice subject. Obviously, sometimes you can't avoid them, but you know, people want to maybe listen to things like this as an escape from the news yeah. and I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, all we can do is put out a video and I think everyone, you know, people in Russia, they have social media they read messages that people put on and the support that people put out there, it is going to get seen. It's only going to be a matter of time until someone or people in Russia that are seeing, because we all see what the Russians are saying. We see what Putin's putting out. It's going to be a matter of time before people go, hold on, the entire world's saying he's lying. There's got to be something in this. So guys, Mansfield, I want to just say thanks on that because that was that was awesome. It's one of the best experiences I've had this season. I'm not um, going I'm, I'm to lie to you, Liam. Uh, I cried. I, I did cry. Um, it was. I didn't because I'm heartless. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. But I, no, I, I, am. Did, I, I found <laughs> it. I found it really overwhelming, and and I, and it's got nothing to do with me. It's got nothing to do with me. I'm not usually the kind of person that um, gets emotional about things like that. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I did, and I just, I just was really proud of the club and also Mansfield for doing that. It was, it was a really special moment. I, I mean, I got you know what else really one. special happened in that game? No, I know what's coming. No, you see, like fifteen minutes after that happened, the ball was pinged up. Resource collected the ball. I turned round to my wife and I went, "See when he gets the ball in this sort of situation, he's dangerous and he scores." He literally cuts in, boom, curls it round in the top corner. Great finish. Oh, Resource doing resorts things. Absolutely. Um, yeah, great and that's goal. why that's why they're where they are, and that's why they're on the run they're on, because they saw the slightest mistake, and it was a mistake. You know, mm-hmm. it was a play, ball played back, folds headed it back, resource took it, and I mean, you can't fault the finish. You really can't fault the finish. It's um, you can't fault the performance. I thought they were absolutely fantastic on Saturday, and it was it was almost like for myself, it was like. I've been banging on about how good Mansfield are for weeks. And I was like, yep. Do you know what? It was. It was a solid performance by them. And, 
you know, their fans, they came in numbers, biggest away fans. They did. They season. were fantastic. Um, Do you know what? They were fantastic, were Mansfield fans. They were absolutely I, I didn't think they were the best we've had. I didn't think they were I the think best they were. in terms of... I think, I think they've been the best we've had. I think they've been I the best Hart, we've had for two years. I think Hartlepool were the with yeah. a better atmosphere. I would I would disagree with I would disagree with cool. you. Um, but do you know what? <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, we'll mention it. We'll mention it because we got to do Mark Hughes's first game. Obviously in charge, um, the Bradford fans came out in force. Obviously, we had Mansfield who came out in force, and I've got to say, it was a great atmosphere. We've not had that kind of atmosphere for a long, long time, and. Even in defeat, I just felt, you know, I, I wasn't, but I, I genuinely said before the game, I know we're going to get beat here. Um, yeah. But Mark Hughes, it just seems to be, you know, he, he just brought in Glenn Hodges as on. So uh, Glenn uh, Hodges, he's brought in Glenn Hodges as his uh, assistant, which is a fantastic, fantastic appointment. I would say he's, he's as good as bringing Mark Hughes in. He was his. Uh, Wales under twenty one manager when he was manager, he's followed him everywhere. Glenn Hodges knows the lower leagues. There was obviously the conversations about Mark Hughes not knowing the league. Well, he does now because he's got Glenn Hodges in charge uh, as his assistant. The football that we like played, yeah, the football that we played was a lot better than we have seen at any point this season. The so I was. I, I was. I liked watching it. I thought Bradford played well. I mm. Mansfield were just a better organised team. Definitely, definitely I, agree. Do you know what I thought was a massive, massive problem for you? And you know it's bad when my wife makes a comment on a player. She went, "See that Robinson that you've got up front? He's crap." And that is, my wife isn't an avid watcher of football. She watches it, she knows bits and bobs about it. But yeah, she just came out and she went, he's crap. So I'm going to say about Theo Robinson, he had a bad game. He did have a bad game. On he Saturday. was chronic. He, he knew he had a bad game. And I think, but the, the thing was for me, and I, I said this, um, I was talking to some, some other fans earlier. The thing was for me, when, when Theo Robinson came on, had that been under Derek Adams, Derek Adams would have been stood in his, in his long court, arms folded, Theo would have come off, walked past him, got his coat on, sat on the bench. Mark Hughes, when he brought him yes. off, straight over, shook his hand, arm yes, around him, walked into, And I was like, yeah. it's such a contrast because... And I think what Mark Hughes realised, or what I, it's not even that he's realised, he's not stupid when he's coming, he's known this. Yes, we brought in Mark Hughes, we have got the same squad. So Absolutely. whether he likes those players or not, we have got to make it work. I mean, for anyone who thought that we were going to have a transformation within two days with the squad that we've got, he's, you know, but... <laughs> Even after two days, the football that we played was better than anything we played this season. I mean, it I... was a game. It was a game to get used to knowing the players, wasn't it? Yeah. A yeah, game yeah. to get to know the players, Absolutely. see what they can do, almost Absolutely. like a, almost like a training exercise because it was a tough game to come into, and no one probably expected you to beat Mansfield. Nah, just so a good I, opportunity I for him to get to know the players. I, I certainly I think, didn't. Uh, I, was, I was talking before the game to a couple of people and they were saying, oh, what do you think we're going to do? Do you think because we've got Mark Hughes, we're going to win? It's like, no, because Banfield are a really, really good footballing team. They, for me, play the best football in this league. Uh, and I'm talking Forest Green here as well. Um, and I, 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 it just didn't surprise me whatsoever. And, um, But for me, for Bradford fans, we needed this. We needed to have something like this. And and again, I'll talk about Ryan Sparks. He's brought in Sparky and he's done really well with that. And I was listening to a podcast actually on my way home and he was, I think it was the EFL one uh, with Mark Hughes and they were obviously just having a little conversation with him. And he, he said uh, he was looking to get back into management and his son, who's his agent, said, um, what about Bradford? He goes, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll have conversations with him. But ever since those conversations, he went, yep, 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 yep. Which makes me think, is there going to be some money pumped into the club? We don't know. But for me... Time will tell. 
got we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, we'll sign all my bogle in summer, um, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Just, we'll just work our ways. Um, so moving on uh, this week, next seven yeah, days. We I, have I got said this some in the beginning. great games. Can I just yeah, say I said, we have got some fucking crack art oh, cracking games. Beep. <laughs> Christopher, you are upsetting the Twitterverse. Um, no, I mentioned at the beginning that this last seven days has not. It's been pretty dull in terms of League Two, but this week. <laughs> Tomorrow night or tonight, this is going out obviously Friday morning. Mansfield Exeter. That is that is without a doubt. I don't care what anyone says, that's game of the week for this nah, season. It's, it's not, there's a better game than that. But anyway, carry on. Who? Who's your, what, Oldham Carlisle? Absolutely. No, no. Mansfield Exeter is bigger than that for me. This I think I think that is No. It's the it's the it. two unbeaten runs. It's the two unbeaten runs. It, not it is it's the it. two informed teams. Well, you don't have to have it. But it's true. Um, Grant, you'll be the really, deciding vote. I'm really looking forward to watching it. Yeah. One game this season or this weekend, I'm really looking forward to, and it is that game. I, I cannot wait to what? watch it. Which one? Carlisle versus Oldham, yeah? No, Mansfield Exeter. It's going to be a great game. I'm loving that it's on a Friday night. Yeah. That shows how big it is, though. It's been moved to a Friday night for TV. That shows yeah, how no, big of a game listen, that is. It's not I on get, Sky, though, is it? I'm, no, I'm pretty sure it is. It's not showing. I'm looking at Sky Sports just now on the app, and it's not showing that it's I'll on. Remember, I went. Like... Remember, I went through all the games that Sky are showing, and there wasn't a single in March, and there wasn't a single League One, two should, or should two game. We, right. So you two talk amongst yourselves. Sky, is it on Sky? I don't think it it's is. It's not on Sky. Um, I can't. Work, I, I'm, I'm wondering if it's on BT, maybe. But no, BT work. don't have the rights to the. Oh, they don't have the, the rights. Nope. I don't know why it's been moved then. It's not as big as we thought it was. Be right. Oldham, Carlisle. Great game. Let's talk about that. Like I said, doom and gloom. You know, you've got um, you got two teams who are really battling for staying up. I That's why I think it's more important game. I That's why I, I would say. I, Mansfield and Ex- Exeter are staying up. Uh, you know, they, they are going to be in the automatics or the playoffs. Those teams. Now, if Oldham beat up, Carlisle and Carlisle are, I mean even though they're still there they're properly dragged back in if Oldham lose it's looking a little bit tasty again so that's why I think that's the game of the week well he, he, the thing with Mansfield and Exeter is both of them are currently in the playoffs the winner of tomorrow night's game goes into the all mics that's why it's a big for me, for me, it's it's the big one. Mm. I don't, I don't think. I think whichever one of those teams wins tomorrow stays in the automatics for the rest of the season. I think they will go up automatically. Um, I don't necessarily think whoever wins or loses out of the Carlisle Oldham game, I don't think it solidifies it. It's too close down the bottom. You look at the um, other games that are on in and around them as well yeah. this weekend. So you've got um, Orient v Stevenage. Um, mm. You've also got. Colchester are playing Port Vale, Barrow are playing Walsall. I'm, I can't see Barrow winning this weekend either. No, Do you know what I mentioned? Let's... I mentioned to Chu earlier on. I said to him, "I think this is the most exciting League Two that we've seen in a lot." Do you know everyone talks about the Championship being the most <laughs> exciting league because anyone can beat anyone? Is this league not just absolutely brilliant? You know, we, we we are seeing. I mean, this is why our predictions. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it that way. Our predictions are so wrong because anyone can beat anyone. Ain't it great? I mean, like when um, Walls all beat Forest Green. Who the hell would have betted on that? Genuinely Me. would have betted on that. <laughs> Michael Flynn. Michael I would Flynn have would have. <laughs> I would have bet on that game for Walls all. I mean, who would have who would have betted on Hartlepool losing every game? Me. Away, apart from two. Away, yeah. And if I had to pick, and I, if I had to pick who the two would be that they'd beat away, I'd have got at least fifty percent of it right. Yeah, well, we knew <laughs> um, that. But, yeah. just, but, 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 it, but how exciting is it? How exciting is this league too? It's, it's been great this season. But let's Fantastic. just let's just touch. So we've talked about the biggest games of, of, of this week. So we've we've argued between Mansfield, Exeter, and Oldham, uh, Carlisle. Northampton are playing Tranmere. This weekend, second oh, versus third. Oh. Now that Tranmere are on, they've they've won one in five. Um, Northampton have won one in five. 
Wow, I didn't realise uh, that. And that's yeah. So so here's the thing: Exeter win tomorrow, and someone's got to drop points in that game. Either whether both Northampton and Tranmere drop points, or whether one of them drops all three. Exeter, if they win tomorrow, are going to be second. Looking at this, um, if Northampton lose, oh no, 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 they're going to be third. Yeah, they're going to be third by the end of the weekend if they win tomorrow because Northampton or Tranmere have got to drop points. Um, same with Mansfield, to be fair. Mansfield beat Exeter. They're going to go up above Tranmere. Um, it's, it, it's, it's insane. It's, it's so close. It's so close. You know, you've, you, you go from 10th in the league to second, the seven points in it. And some yeah. of those teams, you know, Port Vale have got two games on second. So there's seven points in it and Port Vale have got six points up for grabs. And it, like, it's insane. But guys, let's uh, let's wrap up. Let's uh, let's say. Can I just see, see before before we do wrap up on this? There's something else that we've not touched on is what's going on in midweek as well. I am after this. I know there's no League Two fixtures, but the EFL Cup or the EFL Trophy. I can't remember what it's called. The Papa John's one that is back in the semi-finals are across Tuesday and Wednesday. So we've got Wigan v Sutton. And we also have Hartlepool v um, v Rotherham as well coming up, both competing to go to Wembley. Could so guys, we see... if you're bored on Wednesday, you can watch Hartlepool crash out in the semi-final. Could we like. see <laughs> an all-league two Papa John's Trophy final? Do you know what? As Sorry, what, so no... what's the other one? Sorry, what's the other one? It's Hartlepool, Wigan... Rotherham, and so Hartlepool v Rotherham and yeah. Wigan v Sutton. As long as so we do not that. see the under twenty ones in this competition. In yeah. the win it because this I, I tournament see, that, yeah. is. Do you know what I'm going to say? This it is absolutely beep 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 beep. It's there you go. I've saved you a job. Guys. I've saved it's a you a job. But no, is it Grant? Interesting point. An all League Two final. However, twelve months ago, an all non-league final. An all National League all, final yeah. that would have been. Two teams that weren't even in the football league last season have come in, have gone into this competition between League One and League Two, and under twenty-one teams, whether we like it or not, and are in the semi, both in the semi-finals. It's it's stupid that they've come in and done that. And fair it's play to both ab- of them. It's absolute madness um, to see that, and I'm I'm genuinely really really excited about Wednesday night I know a lot of people joke on about it being the pizza cup and it being the kind of irrelevant trophy I enjoy it but from support from supporting a team that has never ever won a trophy in our complete existence getting the opportunity to maybe go to Wembley to a cup final is just massive I mm. uh, so I am gonna be probably on as big tender hooks as I was at the playoff final last year on Wednesday, those two games are live on Sky. So let's just say one thing. How about this? Make a deal here. If you get to that final, we go. I'm so glad you said this because I was going to say the same. Yeah, yeah we don't just go. We don't just go. We're going to we do, do a, a podcast. live podcast. We're live podcast yeah. from Wembley. Yeah, I think I... what we try to do is see if we can speak to someone or find someone, anyone that can get us in contact with Wembley, with the EFL, can you get us to Wembley as press? Yeah, I, I would come. We need somebody We need somebody who's connected or working in some capacity for a football club. Regardless of who's in it, let's just try you know it. If a League 2 team's yeah, there, you know let's I mean, go. People, like, people are not going to want us on, but do you know what? Please, because we are, do you know what? Let's just do it. I would love to go along. Um, if you, I'll tell you what, Grant, I'll do the whole, you know, the thing where I said the Sir, Sir Sheridan 6 shirt, which I am going to end up buying, and I can't wait to buy it because there's quite a really tasty... Oh, you're never going to get a Hartlepool top. Um, I, no, no, no I will come. I will come to Hartlepool, uh, you know, to Wembley. And it'll be great. I will do it. I tell t- t- I'll make you a deal, Grant, as well, because I I don't think you're getting past Rotherham. I don't I, think you are either. But yeah, Ronnie Moore's going to be conflicted, doesn't he? You get <laughs> yeah, past Rotherham yeah. to that final. I will buy. Doesn't have to be this season's Hartlepool shirt. It can be any season's Hartlepool shirt. I will just buy one, and I will get Challoner on the back and wear it amongst your fans. No, please don't do that. You'll get <laughs> fucking lynched. 
<laughs> I will get Shaft. No. Oh, I'll get I'll get Dave Jones on the back. And where no, amongst your fans. No. We're not going there again. Oh, by the way, guys, I just wanted to mention something. You know you say we were closing up. Um, Mike Fondop. Get well soon, Mike. Yeah, Mike. you know what? We we look do you know what? we we talk about him every week and uh he's just had a serious operation. Fingers crossed that he in all seriousness, um that you know, he's able to carry on with his football and career that and also that he's he's okay. Genuinely, we love you, Fondop. We really do. We really do love you, man. And yeah. hopefully everything will be okay. Um you can continue with your goal scoring form. Absolutely. Groin, groin injuries are never groin groin operations are, are never good, but you know the good thing to come out of no I can't. Never mind. No. <laughs> let's just let's just I had a joke just... lined up but I couldn't get the words out then. No. Guys, let's just wrap it. Okay, but that On that note, good. don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, please share the page, rate us on Spotify, make sure it's five and comment whatever the hell you want. Everyone yeah. I'm Grant. I'm That's Chris. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, guys. Bye, guys.